Welcome to Life and Godliness. I am your host, Joanna Simpson, otherwise known as Josim. So many of us are struggling, stuck, lost, wounded, and hopeless when Jesus came so we could be free and live an abundant life. He wants us to enjoy him and enjoy life. But how can we truly do this if we are bogged down by life's problems? Well, Life and Godliness with Josim hopes to help persons enjoy life with Christ by sharing Christ-inspired solutions to everyday problems and digging up deep-rooted mindsets that skew our perception of the Father. To quote a popular artist, life is hard, but God is good, and he's patient in our journeys. So join us as we talk about life and godliness. Welcome to this episode of Life and Godliness with Joe. I'm so happy that you're listening in. I really hope that God has been blessing you as he has been blessing me. This show, we have Pastor Kavan Allen, the youth pastor of Fellowship Tabernacle with us. He believes in the transformative power of God's love, which guides his prophetic unction through an attitude of praise and thanksgiving to God. He believes that we are all the representatives of Christ on earth and delivers each message with the intention to empower people. He is the father of three beautiful daughters and he's a caring husband. Let's get right into it. So I have you here because you, um, my husband and I talk about it at different times. But, you know, for us, in a sense, we love your heart towards God. And we also, you know, just in terms of you speak about the love of God a lot. And that's a critical thing that... I feel as though as Christians we don't truly understand um, without the love. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I, but I remember when I met you and I would go to different um, events and I just see this guy on the floor. I'm like, <laughs> this guy is on the floor. He cares about nobody else. He's just in his world with Jesus. And I'm just like, what in the world? You know, <laughs> so you've always intrigued me, you know, in terms of your own relationship. It's like, what is this guy seeing? You know? that um about this jesus everybody's jumping up and down but he's on the floor in the dirt (laughs) and then now i've come in contact with you a few years you know some years later and i see where that passion for the love of god is still there right we we may talk about god as father when we're discussing kind of theological concepts but we don't necessarily relate to him as father um we do relate to him as servants as people who you know um, need to obey in a particular way and you know have a, a certain type of mindset and what's interesting for me is that in Christendom we use a lot of different terms and it's not that they're wrong but if we don't if we're not grounded in God's yeah. love yeah, we yeah, can yeah, misunderstand yeah, 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 yeah. what they're actually supposed to mean because I've been doing church all my life and you know you'll get that <laughs> I'm doing church all my life but I'm doing Pentecostalism holiness um so I'm alive. Mm-hmm. And I've been ministering from six. I don't think people understand that that's serious. Like it's one thing to do I'm I i was not just like oh preach. It was a serious thing. It was a we never know put it. I was really, really into this Jesus thing from six as serious as I can be at six. And I'm going around Jamaica preaching, 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 preaching. And you realize that you are flawed. She <laughs> realized that you don't understand him. Like there are some things I didn't know I do because I just never understand it. Mm-hmm. That, and then you realize how God uses nevertheless. Mm. 
I realize how God takes you through things. I, I have had times when I ask God, don't wake me up. I don't deserve to live. Like, I'm going to go to my bed. <laughs> but now I'm going to repent. <laughs> Just take me out. I don't deserve to go to heaven. I have, I, I have prayed that prayer many times. Not one time or two times. Then you're going to be like, oh God, it's not Jesus. So because of that experience is like, what I learn of God is adding up to just who he is. So that was something mm. that I had to okay. to figure out and I, I kept asking. And so be, but because of it, generally I was a little bit more patient with people. No, I mean, maybe if I you know, confess all of my sins, it's not that bad. <laughs> but still, for me, it's just amazing that God will use me. I've heard people, I heard people who I have confided in to pray for whatever, still talk about me, I mean, there's nothing wrong yet. And that always shocked me, like, I wish everybody was like him. Like, God just protect who I am, I don't know why, you know. Um, and that blew my mind. And so it put me on a journey, many times, because I have many different encounters where I feel like God was trying to show his love mm-hmm. and help me to understand his love. But it set me on a journey, though just to try understand the love of God um, in many different ways and the moment I started to get really that righteousness is by faith is really the was the breakthrough and from that I think 2011 no 2009 mm-hmm. so from that understanding of righteousness by faith versus works and that it's actually the faith that produces the works versus the work producing the faith mm-hmm. um that changed my life. Can you break that down a bit? That that, that yeah, that whole righteousness. I, okay, because half of us. What's righteousness? Okay, that's such a. You see, that's such a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> not, not hard, but the truth is, how we view it is doing what is right, mm-hmm. which is true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you do, but you see, righteousness in God's eye. What is it that God considers to be right? Mm-hmm. And he starts at believing in Jesus and the sacrifice. That's where he starts it right. If if because if you don't if if you tell the truth, if you give to the poor, if it, but you you have not received the sacrifice of Jesus, you don't believe that Jesus came um, as as savior and died for your sin and all that, you can't be righteous. Right. So that's that is the base of God, and and it's amazing that God would do that. It's amazing that He would count us righteousness to believe in the fact that Jesus is righteous Mm -hmm. (laughs) Jesus is all loving Jesus died for your sin and he says I'll count you righteous for that but then that then produces works of righteousness because the whole the whole work in our Christianity is is, is to produce faith in us Mm -hmm. Um, and so when I start to believe on what jesus did it produces faith produces in you who you need to be faith produces work faith without works is dead but it's faith first it's not works first so my work is out of faith in god and what who god is then he produces the work that i am to do in me mm-hmm. half of us though we do i am working <laughs> and if i'm working good then i believe eh? oh so I never tell no lie. Thank you, Jesus. I can't pray. Yes. <laughs> All right, God will hear my prayer. Mm-hmm. So we work to have faith. Mm-hmm. Now, if I if I told a lie, then oh, God not going to hear my prayer. Mm-hmm. So it, it, 
we put works before faith. So that, that's the whole thing. And I realized that I am counted righteous because I believe in Jesus. And really that alone. But that produces in me because of my faith in him acts of righteousness. Mm-hmm. Um, that helped me big time. Mm-hmm. And then it, it showed me how much God loves us. And it showed me that God didn't leave um, us being what he called us to be just in our own hands. But he literally took it and said, believe in me. Mm. And I'll produce what I want from you and you. Mm. Do you so, know how revolutionary that is though? I know. <laughs> I mean, one of the things that I think, um, I think why we struggle with this too, is I think what we've been taught, to be honest, yeah. in church. Yeah. I think the emphasis in church is... Alright, you get saved. Good. You're saved by grace. Awesome. Mm-hmm. But now when you come in, you have to oh God, demonstrate oh God, oh that you are saved. Right? <laughs> so that means you definitely need to change what you wear. You need to have a tie or your, you know your nice church dress. You have your Bible under your arm. You need to speak some you know, a particular yeah. type of language. Yeah. And that is what Christendom is. And for me really, recently, God started to unravel that for me. Because I used to live a lot of my life just trying to be good trying to be good trying to be good trying to be good and it's like this hamster wheel mm-hmm. you know i just i couldn't i couldn't i just could never achieve it you know i just i knew how sinful i was home but i just couldn't get it and you know one of my things is i really believe in loving people but i mm. felt like i was always falling short and mm. i couldn't figure out why can't i just love people the way god has called me to love and you know these kind of things and god took me through a process but what he really told me especially at the beginning of this year is and it is john six twenty nine. your work mm-hmm. is to believe on the one who was sent who was sent and he was like focus on that because even before that you know what he had told me was because i said god i want to obey i want to obey and he was like no your problem is not about obedience it is trust mm. you know and so knowing him carrying me to this place where you know don't focus on trying to be good and trying to do all of these things for people da, da, da. just focus on believing me and i recognized you see when you do that then you actually see transformation it, let me just jump i'm i'm, I'm too excited that's <laughs> <laughs> so the bible says if you love me mm-hmm. keep my commandments mm-hmm. the commandments of god are kept out of a heart of love mm-hmm. Not a heart of if you know you're afraid to make a kill you. <laughs> no, just all the things that will make it about. He says, if you love me, it's an expression of love. Mm-hmm. But then um he also says first John four um eighteen, I believe. We love because he first loved us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you realize when you first receive his love, you are not able to love him. Mm-hmm. And then when you love him, your expression of love is by obedience. And you see that he's, he, and you keep his commandments easily with, with like a marriage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is so easy to operate in a submissive or loving or whatever way when it's a real environment of true love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You love your spouse? Oh God, man. You just do anything. You, know? <laughs> you can't even, even, even when it's just infatuation. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember <laughs> early when, 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 when I was just engaged with Keisha, it was hard to. Go to work at 7, go to AM, <laughs> leave work, go to um, seminary, mm-hmm. leave seminary, go over to look for her, 
come back home. I mean, like, no method, but like, how you do that? <laughs> but you just, you just love, you just, you've got an extra mile. Mm-hmm. You just, I'm just so happy to see her. Mm-hmm. I'm just, and, and that is what God wants from us. But we are trying to keep the commandments out of the rest. Mm-hmm. We're trying to keep the commandments to get a blessing. We're trying to keep the commandments to just feel like we are a good person. Yeah. And it does not produce what we want. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the missing key. If you understand how much God loves you, you can't help but love him back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when you love him back, it will produce almost effortlessly mm-hmm. obedience. But in the in the midst of trying to love God and focusing on loving God, like you hurt people. So it's mm-hmm. you know, it's a mm-hmm. hard it's kinda like a hard balance. It's mm-hmm. like how can I really focus on believing God and believing that he loves me and not be too, you know, concerned with what other mm-hmm. people are saying and doing and all of these things, knowing that I can wreck people's life in the middle. You know, God, I, I think the scripture that says God looks at the heart is a very important thing. Mm-hmm. And I think a part of the process for every believer is learning how to live, knowing that my heart posture towards God was to please him. Mm. You know, and being quick to to apologize where you realize i may have offended somebody along the mm-hmm, way mm-hmm. but knowing that in a sense my heart posture was always was trying to please god and and I, you know oh, i never mean to do that i move on and and again it comes <coughs> out of an environment of love mm-hmm. because the issue is not so much just what people think we take what people think about us to speak to how we think god views us yes and so that's that's the real issue because yes. if I felt like they think negatively about me, but God good with me, you know, yeah, you try to mend that relationship, but it don't put you in a place of depression and, you know, you know, you can't pray no more, yeah, <laughs> you can't worship, yeah. you, know, you, you know, so that, that, that's the thing. So it is okay to be in your journey with God mm-hmm. and know that that's my heart posture. My heart posture is not to hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. If that happens, I'm quick to try and make amends. Mm-hmm. But me and God, I know my heart is to follow him. And I just keep on that journey and I'm praying to get better and to get better. The church don't always allow people to grow. And journey. I was just yeah. going to kind of piggyback yeah. on that word, yeah. journey. They don't. It's a very they key don't. word that I think the Lord has been opening to me. This is journey. <laughs> <laughs> because in my in your sense, it's like, you know, you become a Christian, you feel like you need to arrive. Like I felt mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. when it's like, I felt as though when I became saved, I was delivered from something but then took on another weight. Mm. So it was like I was delivered from depression of something, but now I had the weight of perfectionism, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I needed to know, I needed to be this good person right now. It wasn't an expression, you know, it wasn't this journey, evolving, growing process of learning with God, you know, learning God, learning who he is, who he says I am, and then allowing my behavior to shift. It was, I need to look like this person because, well, you will know Christians by their love. And if you know bear these fruits, then obviously you're not a Christian. (laughs) (laughs) We have to be more patient with each other because again too, love again is more than just an emotion. You know, it it is very clear in um first Corinth in Corinthians first Corinthians thirteen. Just the attributes of love, what what is love and the patience and the kindness. And so it's interesting that I am I am hard on you because you are not loving, yet I am not being patient with the fact that you are journeying and you are growing. Mm-hmm. You understand? And so, um, and again too, even First Corinthians thirteen blows my mind because 
we say that this is how we must love, especially when people get married. You know, love is patient, love is kind, love is not easily. And, and we go through all the attributes of love, and we say, This is what love is. But God is love. So God is patient, God is kind. He's not easily angered, He keeps no record of wrong, He's not rude. That's one of the attributes of love. All of these things. This is how God views us. This is who He is. God is love. And 1 Corinthians 13 is not just telling us how to love, it's telling us who God is. Mm. And so, when I come to God, I'm saying, oh, he's patient with me. Mm. <laughs> so so he He's kind. He keeps no record of wrongs. <laughs> I don't mean we have scriptures to back up each of those. Mm-hmm. Listen, it's not just like we're just picking up that one alone. You have scriptures that clearly says this is what God does. Mm-hmm. And so every time you look at how you love, so if I haven't been patient, and then God is pushing me to be patient, I still remember well, God is patient. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if I need to be more forgiving, and God is pushing me to be more forgiving, I, I can't be like, oh, God, have me up. No, I don't have you up. He, he's the epitome of forgiveness. Therefore, he's helping you to be like him. Mm-hmm. And so it is It is just so important to just realize that, if you don't realize that, then you are going to be, it's just weird. We put a, 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 a millstone around our necks to be something that we don't realize God already is. You know, like, I must be more this. Uh, God is that. (laughs) So, come to Him, you know, and allow Him to to show you. He is the example. Let Him show you how, what true patience is. That's even a next point. We try to treat people in our definition of what the things are. Yes. We don't even live up to it, but we're still not even close to what God's <laughs> definition is. We, yeah. we don't even reach there yet. You know? mm-hmm. But the moment we start to allow God to help us to see even mm-hmm. our own lives, that's what happened for me in my own life. I saw, because you, you learn that, you know, you, if you do this, you're unclean and God can't use you and God can But that was not what, and, and, and I know my heart wasn't to go do wickedness and then go out and make God use me. I used to say, God, don't use me. Mm-hmm. I use me nonetheless. <laughs> you know? I used to say, God, I used to deny invitations because I felt like, no, I'm not at the place to take invitations. And somehow, was pushed and whatever, and I end up there. And God, what are you going to do? <laughs> but he used me. And I realized how patient, how merciful, mm-hmm. how he uses the flood. Mm-hmm. And in using them, he helps us to grow mm-hmm. and overcome. And I realized the things that I used to be so hung up over yesterday, I am not there today. Mm-hmm. And so God can speak, see that and speak from where I am today, from yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, it's, <laughs> we just have to come to a place where we're able to just kind of allow God to teach us mm-hmm. how to love how to be who he wants us to be by being our example mm-hmm. and i think it's you know you kind of touch on it like i almost feel like it in my head <laughs> because i was going to say you know boy it's the unpacking of these terms because yeah. we're saying jesus loves me this i know you know god is love and i say you know god love me but if i really you know when things happen and i sit down i'm just mm-hmm. like well god don't love me mm-hmm. you know God don't love me. How, how could you make this happen? Mm-hmm. You know, I had a situation where um, the same thing you said in terms of based on how I was treated, I felt like, God, how could you do this to me? Like, mm-hmm. I literally, you know, based uh, you know, on the dynamic of the relationship, I kept feeling as though this was God, you know, treating me this way. And so, as a result, it skewed my perception of who God was. And it wasn't until afterwards I recognized, oh, but God is not this way. 
he does work through people mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. you know are imperfect as well you know as i am <laughs> <laughs> the, there's something so powerful in what you said in terms of you know god how could you do this because something that, that that that's the question of most atheists mm-hmm. if god was real and how can a loving God cause this to happen and that to happen? And one of the things I like in that, you know, mindset too is, for an example, if you have a parent whose child stole something and the authority says, listen, I'm going to cut off him, man. I'm going to cut off him, man. He's a thief. <laughs> you know, he's a thief. Let's just cut off his hand. And the parent's mother said, no, listen, no, no, no. This is my one son. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I'm small. My only boy, um, take my hand. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then cut off her right hand, and she's at home now. She's nursing with her one hand, <laughs> and the son says, "Mommy, you can pass the remote for me, please." And she said, "Oh God, man, am in pain, and you know, just comfort, man. Right beside him, mommy, just stretch for it now, and just give me. I don't feel good. You know, if it was, if it was my sister, you'd do it. You know, you, you don't love me. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, and, and that's how we are." Because the fact that Jesus already sacrificed himself, he died for us while we were sinners, to me is already the enough proof of his love. The journey outside of that is now the unraveling of everything else. And because I trust, because he did that, because the mommy cut off her hand, I can trust that she loves me, even if I don't feel like it right now. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm being inconvenienced by a decision that she makes right now. Mm-hmm. She stood up for me and said, hey, I'll take, you know, the cut off hand for you. And I feel like that's just one of the things that we miss with God. This Christianity is the only religion that put God in a place of dying for, mm-hmm. of sacrificing for. Everybody else is more the other way around clear demarcations you are the servant mm-hmm. you make sure say you know you're in our good graces um and so i think once you realize the 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 the, the story that of christianity in terms of god is trying to help us to understand that i already sacrificed everything for you mm-hmm. once people say how much more will he not freely if he already gave up his son how much more will he not freely give you all things mm-hmm. and i think until we come there in our minds come to that point in our minds we realize no he did sacrifice everything for me therefore in this place that is uncomfortable i can trust the one who already sacrificed everything for me i can trust his heart i can trust that he'll turn it around and that produces faith mm. and then what you see the enemy hits at our faith in so many different ways and the truth is faith is producing an environmental love mm-hmm. the more the more you tr- you know the, the, the environment is loving and caring there's just great trust there mm-hmm. and the more you are convinced that this person loves you you have faith in their actions that's true you know um and so that is where god wants to get us to to produce that faith that begins now to move the mountains that are before us and whatever but the enemy comes you start no i couldn't love you how could this happen oh god look what we have and then you start to doubt and you know it just make a mess of everything and so we need to just come back to that place where we are confident that god loves us god loves us and it, the truth is even aside from jesus dying if you really step back even 
non-Christian motivational speakers today. If you step back and you really think you realize there's more right going for you than wrong, mm-hmm. you, you, you find things to be grateful for more than you are letting on. The moment you step back, you will see that no. Mm-hmm. God is evident even in this time. God is there even in what... And so, even without even looking at Jesus on the cross, you just look at your day-to-day life, like, no, I clearly... God is holding me together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Clearly, mm-hmm. God is there with me. And so from that angle, angle sorry, we can produce faith in the love of God. Um, first, Corinthians, first John 4 says, we put our trust in his love. And that, I think, is the biggest thing. Our faith and our trust is not in the love of God. Mm, that's the biggest thing that yeah. we, you know, okay. Yeah, yeah. One of the biggest in a trip or something, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that our faith is not in his love and because it's not in his love we are not growing how we should grow um believe it's ephesians that says ephesians 3 rooted and grounded mm-hmm. in love yeah. that you will be filled with all the fullness mm-hmm. of god mm-hmm. when you're rooted and grounded in love what is love god is love <laughs> <laughs> mm. then you will be filled with all the fullness of god that's how you're supposed to grow you're supposed to pull up from the nutrients plants you plant it in the soil and you pull up its nutrients from the soil if you are planted in god's love that's where you pull your strength from you pull your nutrients from you pull everything from so that you can grow and bear fruit and i mean oh you said a lot <laughs> and i was trying to stop it up. no no, no <laughs> stop no stop preach on preach on <laughs> that will no stop but I think one of the things that struck me is that we need to value the sacrifice of Jesus. Mm. And I think that's perhaps one of the issues that we may have in a religious Mm -hmm. country Mm -hmm. where we are so used to and exposed to the gospel, Mm -hmm. you know, in quotes, in a sense. Um, And so we, it's like, we don't have a true understanding of the action and mm. the concepts because even love you know and understanding that god is love we, we say the concepts holiness and in all of these different things i was reading a book by bill johnson and he was talking about you know the fact that moses wanted god's glory to pass by and then what god allowed to pass by was his goodness wow. you know and i mean when you think about that wow. you know the glory is the goodness Mess of god that's yeah. amazing you know because in church he was glory i want to see the glory i want to experience <laughs> the glory of god not recognizing that day to day you the are experiencing the glory of god yeah. you are experiencing yeah. the goodness of god yeah. and as you said if we were supposed to step back and reflect then we'd recognize, yeah, daily we are experiencing the goodness of God. Oh. But, you know, there is a prince of this world. There is an enemy mm. that is out there and wants to, you know, get us on his side kind of thing and cause us to... Destroy our yeah, faith. Yeah, destroy our <laughs> faith and destroy our lives. And, you know, as a result, he does all of these kind of things. But God is in the, the business of, he desires to redeem the situation. Mm. You know, and... I mean, I guess some of my, the challenges and war sometimes I have in my mind is, yeah, I believe God wants to redeem the situation, but in eternity, not now, <laughs> you know, in eternity when I'm sinless, in eternity, you know, there's going to be no sickness. Yeah, I know yeah, that. Yeah, and so we look to this future. Um, and one of the things that, you know, even as I, 
uh, I, I believe it in my heart and mind, you know, I grew up being exposed to people like Reinhard Bonnke and Catherine Kuhlman and all mm -hmm, of these people. Mm -hmm. And now I'm even seeing it in your ministry where the Lord is using you um, and using, you know, working through you to bring healing to others. Mm -hmm. And you see, I mean, my husband and I were talking about it the other day, you know, the foundation of some of these things that we want to see in our life, signs and wonders, is rooted in the love of God. It's rooted in that place of intimacy, knowing that God loves us yeah you know personally and when we are able to kind of immerse ourselves in his love you know then we are able to express it you know um oh. it, not just in compassionate deeds you know giving out food those have their places but also in it's terms of the supernatural, supernatural. um yeah pro not provision supernatural actions yes. that god will provide it's just, the, the scripture says faith expresses itself by love you know and so you know, or through love, depending on the version that you you, you look at. So the, the the package of faith is actually love. Love, love is such a cornerstone kind of, of the Christian belief. To sum it up in a song that you only teach to children, <laughs> it's robbing us <laughs> from the reality of just how powerful love is. Yeah. And so, um, Jesus was moved with compassion. Mm -hmm before he did a lot of them. I mean, why would the Bible ensure to tell you that oh he was moved with compassion mm -hmm. before he healed somebody? There, mm -hmm. there is something that the mindset and the heart of Jesus, it was never to just show the devil who is stronger. Mm -hmm. It was motivated by the, his love for people. Mm -hmm. I said to people all the time, for God so loved the world. God wasn't trying to show the devil that he was big and bad. He wasn't trying to show the devil that, oh, you can't beat me, or you think you're going to win? Watch this, watch this. <laughs> His motivation was, I love these people, mm -hmm. so I said my son. Mm. And so our motivation should always be love. Mm -hmm. And again, you will not know and understand love until you realize how much God loves you. Come on, we love. In fact, that, that, that scripture in, in John, First John, we love, one version says, because he first loved us. Another one said, we love others because he first loved us. Another one said, we love him. Because he first loved us. And I think they're all right. <laughs> you know, I mean, one that says we love probably embodies everything. But I was happy to see the different mm -hmm. translations because it just reminds us there is no love nobody <laughs> without first realizing he loved us when there was nothing to love. Mm -hmm. um, nobody, we, we, we weren't pursuing him. What represented the church when Jesus came was very flawed. Mm -hmm. Um... There was nothing there to be happy about, mm -hmm. but he came nonetheless. Mm -hmm. A people that were in great darkness, that's how he described them. He sent a marvelous light. And so when we approach people, mm -hmm. it should be out of that motivation. Mm. And I feel like that is what God is waiting on for us to see sustained revival. Mm. Because w if, it, if it is motivated by, and, and I'm not knocking these things, so just help me, but I, I, I just, I'll make the point. If it's motivated only by fasting, the truth is we can't fast all our lives. Mm -hmm. Our life may be short. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know mm -hmm. if it's motivated, just the things that we do. Well, if, if I am having a busy day and somebody's sick, but I have not, prayed how I feel like I should have prayed, should I neglect the sick mm -hmm. that is passing me in that moment? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, um, but if I am motivated by love, that can be on all the time. Mm -hmm. It can be on no matter what is happening around me. And so, 
we, I, I believe that's one of the, the, the keys to sustain revival mm-hmm. when people are completely motivated by the love of God, they understand it, and they come to people in the same spirit of Christ. Mm-hmm. I am com- moved with compassion to help you get well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something that the Lord showed me that you were there um, earlier this year when I spoke about it, about his, that goodness and mercy comes together mm-hmm. and a big re- one of the things that stop us from healing the sick even with all the power God give to us you know mm-hmm. we have all this authority and all this power but it's really because we are not merciful to the person in front of us mm-hmm. immediately when a sick person comes a lot of people start to think well if you, maybe if they have no sin in them life yeah. you know worse if you know the person <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know enough God, you know, ready for them to be healed. You know, I've prayed for people who, who are smoking in front of me mm. and see God impact them. Mm. Because I don't hold that against them. Mm-hmm. I am not moved by what they're doing. I know God loves them. Mm-hmm. I know God wants to reach them, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I think when, once we get those little thoughts out of our head, we'll, we'll, we'll be moved more to do more mm-hmm. and we'll see more happen. Mm-hmm. Once we start to realize that, hey, whosoever we forgive is forgiven. Mm-hmm. Whosoever you forgive, that is his, when he was commanding the disciples, charging them to go into the world. Whosoever you forgive is forgiven. And it, we are the ones who hold sins over people's head. Yeah. And if there's no mercy, goodness can follow. Goodness and mercy will follow you all days of your life. They come together. Wherever mm. mercy is, goodness is. That's why Jesus died. Mm. Wherever mercy is, goodness is. He wanted to show his goodness to man, so I showed man mercy. Mm. And so that once we start to operate in God's kind of love, we show mercy. It's not even easy to go before a sick person and pray for them. I tell you, get, get, what going happen? <laughs> Suppose them don't heal, you know. Uh, but for me, you're so moved by just this love and comp- you even remember that, you know, I may fail, it may not happen either. You're no longer motivated by your own pride, you're not motivated by your own, you know, you just have somebody in front of me, you know, um, who is not well. And I believe Jesus can heal them and I want them to be well. Let's, you know, let's pray. And, and God answers. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think... We just have to be more motivated by love and i think sustained revival will happen and not just something happen for years or months or weeks um but pe- and, and grow people up in that culture culture and 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 what that means is that we have to take it personally first mm. you know i think it's almost like we have mm. a coming to christendom and then outside mentality you know meaning mm. that you must save the lost you must win oh, souls. Oh, oh, yeah, so you're coming, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're saved, you know, it's like salvation, the gospel of salvation is for you, and then you must win souls. <laughs> and instead of recognizing that, you know, Jesus died for me. Oh. You know, his, this journey of, it's a relationship with me and God first, you know. So in one sense, it's about God, and then it's about me mm. and God. And once I can get that in my belly button, then I can recognize, oh yes. I want this for my family. Yeah, I want this for my friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, you're sick. Yo, I know God in me. You know? So it's like it, 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 it flows mm-hmm. out. But I recognize that's a journey. That's you know, true. we have to really... There's so many things that we have learned, you know, in the kingdom of darkness that we were a part of that God has to literally unravel 
that type of thinking and I've recognized that you know taking the gospel personally for myself taking the love of God personally for myself not just Jesus didn't just die for us he died for me well, you know yeah. <laughs> Jesus doesn't just love us he loves me and you recognize it's a subtle it's a it's a very you know subtle kind of difference but when you begin to reflect on it then it can make the world mm -hmm. of a difference mm -hmm. you know and even mm -hmm. as you're talking about the disciplines you know god took me through a period where he didn't it's almost like i don't want to even say require but let's use the word for the for the point in time he didn't require me to do any of the disciplines mm -hmm. i was just living and processing knowing that they existed knowing that i'm not doing it feeling like i should but <laughs> you know i just it's like i was god was freeing me of these things recognizing that even these disciplines i can do these disciplines as a religious person yeah or i can do these disciplines as a son daughter of christ somebody who loves christ mm -hmm. and if i'm doing these disciplines 40 days a, a, a month you know and have no love for christ then it's Profit, not going to make it profits nothing you know and, and and that scripture is so powerful because we don't even realize I mean, you talk about, about disciplines and people might sum it up to certain things. The Bible says you can give your body to be burned for the poor and have not love. <laughs> like, you can sell all you have and give it all away and don't have love. Is that even possible? Yeah, I know, right? That's that how can you sell everything and give it to the poor people and, and not be loving? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I've, I've realized that we are so motivated by so many different things. Even our expressions of love aren't necessarily love. love yeah. And so because of that, yeah. it profits nothing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it no and so we, we just have to come back to the place where we, we understand God's love. And I, I mean, we say that over and over and over and over and over again, but it's just so true. That where we realize that everything that I do, if it's going to be meaningful, mm -hmm. if it's going to last, if mm -hmm. it's going to make, make real impact, and even with dealing with people, mm -hmm. I'm telling you, even, I mean, I, I don't know if it was Ricardo, but when you were talking about just seeing my relationship with God, mm -hmm. no, I wasn't trying to minister to anybody. <laughs> Why you just love Jesus? <laughs> and, but, and it's ministering to people. Mm -hmm. You would be amazed that when you're in a love walk with God, mm -hmm. that it is ministry. Mm. The peace it brings your heart. Mm -hmm. the, the, it, the joy it brings to you. For, you know, people will want that. Mm -hmm. So even before you go and you start to evangelize, they are seeing something that they really, truly want. And you know what I recognize it might bear from? the importance that we place on being selfless mm -hmm. now i recognize it is important because christ was selfless but again if it's not framed in a particular context then we can truly miss mm -hmm. what it means mm -hmm. to be selfless mm -hmm. you know it god wants us he wants us in relationship with him you know and when we sacrifice it is not out of a place of deficit out mm. of you know belittling ourselves out of saying we don't we don't have needs but it yeah. is recognizing that Jesus can meet our needs. He has met our needs. Yeah. And now we can be selfless. And, and, and I think too, you live in complete and total abandonment, abandonment to God. Mm. God, we love you where you want. Mm. <laughs> I love you that what is it that you want from me? I, I just want to give. To, and then God says, oh, do this. And then, you know, so the, his instructions now come 
it's easier for me to fulfill it mm. because I'm just living for him. I'm yeah, just, okay. you know, if 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 I'm in love with someone, so funnily, so Keisha and I, before we even got, we were just friends, never no engagement, no dating, nothing. We would always be on the road and see homeless people or needy people, and our hearts would both break. Mm-hmm. And we both try and like fix the problems in the world <laughs> with whatever we could do. I mean, like amazing things that try help a guy. I, don't, I didn't drive. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm paying a taxi. Couldn't even find a taxi to do it to take a homeless man down to a place that he could go and get shelter to sleep for the night. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I met him buying food, trying to get a taxi, getting cardboard for the taxi so because the man don't want to put him on the seat. <laughs> but, our hearts were breaking for people because we saw the need together and it was easy for us to just like she's in it with me let's do it and i think it's just like that with god we are walking together you hear say god i said no man I, this, this kind of you know this, this, i want to help this person You're like how can i be a part of that mm-hmm. how can i help with that mm-hmm. and so it, it, it doesn't become like you know uh, uh, you must be selfless. You, must, you see, the Bible says, mm. my commandments are not burdensome. Mm. I remember reading that. I'm like, clearly I make up this. <laughs> yes. I feel burdened. <laughs> this don't make any sense. Commandments are burdensome. Exactly. That's why there are commandments. Any instruction, any command. No, this don't make sense. Mm-hmm. And I realized that when you're in a love relationship, it is not burdensome. Mm. You, when you're... When you're so, even when you're in a friendship with, I give this example. Not one of my finest moments in life, but there were some people making an accident, a really bad accident. I didn't know who it was. A thing in a WhatsApp group, they know who it was, and they were asking who could go and help. But I was very far away, so I would not be the best person to go help in any event. But I didn't pay it as much attention maybe as I should have. Fine. Somebody got to the scene who was way closer, and thing, and they said who it was in the accident. No, it was what the person driving was the mother of one of my best friends. Mm. So when I hear who in the accident, me jump up. Now I'm ready to jump in the car and drive. Go, coward! Somebody that I love. So before it was a huge sacrifice, a price I could not pay. <laughs> I cannot leave because I was so far. Yeah. I just got home. Mm. I have the children. I have this. I did, I preached that day. I like. Clearly somebody's closer. <laughs> I don't want I don't want you know get too much in the dialogue. <laughs> you know, let me stay out of the conversation. I'm sure they'll find somebody closer. I mean I'm not a parish altogether. But the moment it was someone who I genuinely loved, yeah. I was ready to go. Yeah. And I think that is it was no longer a burden. Yeah. There was nothing too it wasn't too stressful. Mm-hmm. And that is what God wants to take us into. His com- if his commandments are burdensome, you have not yet been rooted and grounded fully in love. Mm. And that's fine. If you just go on the journey. You mm-hmm. keep on the journey. You just realize it's really hard to read my Bible. I don't want to remember. I need to just get rooted somewhere where it's just it's, it's no problem. Well how do we get to that place? Uh, very good question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, I think the Bible says seek and, and find. I think we just should seek for the right things. Yeah. I think a lot of well-meaning Christians are seeking for the wrong things. I think the love of God sounds too simple. So it's not something that you seek for. Mm. You seek for the anointing. You seek for, I don't know, all the other things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, 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 and we, we belittle the love of God. Mm. We belittle how important it is. Yeah. And so, there are not many people trying to 
see it. God, I just want to know how much you love me. The Bible literally says, who he loves much, who he forgives much, will love much. Mm. And the more you realize how much you are forgiven, it pulls love out of you. God made us, you know, he knows what moves us. Mm. He knows what gets us going. Mm-hmm. And so he knows we respond to love. If we responded to anything else, Jesus would have done that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he knows if I sacrifice my life, if they were able to understand what that sacrifice meant truly, it would draw them to me. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's that's where God is just kind of trying to help us to get our focus to where we are. We are just kind of pulling on, uh, wait, sorry, going for understanding. Seeking, I just want to know how much you love me. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I just want to get that because it's in the Bible. I just want to understand. I want to spend a while getting that revelation because I'm still on that journey, and that's why I appreciate you because I think the more we talk, is the more, the more you value that message, is the more I'm reminded to go back there. And I know I've thought this. <laughs> God loves me just the way I am. You know, but how can that be true? Doesn't he hate my sin? Doesn't he dislike the things I do? And it's 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 such an important question to ask and understand, because I, I use this example: if a child has a if a parent sorry has a child who is sick, mm-hmm. like really really sick, like mm-hmm. you are you know probably will die. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sure they hate the sickness. Mm. But it does not affect the love for the child at all. They are able to define the child separate from the thing that is in the body of the child that is causing the illness. Mm-hmm. They don't even see it as one. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to sin, God is able to see that that is a problem. Mm-hmm. But it does not change my thoughts and my feelings about you. All my my, my heart is to get you well. To heal you it it, it okay. does not define how he sees you it's a sickness that we must get rid of but i love you wholeheartedly that's why i'm trying to get you better right because of my like, total complete love for you and i i, I so that it's it's easy to see that god loves me even in my better want of our sick state <laughs> you know yes. and i feel like that that is how we have to come and see people too because mm. we define ourselves and others by their failures. It's 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 yes. it's it's one of the weaknesses of of, of man. Really. Yes. That you know, true. They, they they call it by your condition, they call it by your situation, they call it by your issues, you know, you do something wrong, that's how they remember you know <laughs> the one that the teeth the money the time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the, the one time, the one time. <laughs> um that's just how we are and so because of that we then think that's how God views us. Mm. Especially because that's how people do it as well. So one, if you do it if your family do it, you know, we that's just in our minds. If you do it, it happen at school, happen in society, and you say, Well, I guess that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just how life is. Um I was I was saying that to us discussing with a good friend before coming and she made a point I live in America a meritocratic society yes 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 you know, and, you know and she says like you know it's, people just validate the fact that know that you know based on your talent based on what you have to give and your achievements that's how they put value on you that's true that's just that's how you get reward mm-hmm. but that's not the system of god what is the system of god 
system of God is that he places value on you even before you do anything. He says, Jeremiah, before you were born, I knew you. I ordained you. While you were sinners, Jesus says, I died for you. He never waited until you did it to give it. He gave it wanting you to say, hey, it is right here for you. Come and get it. I don't know. I get it. I get it. I mean, I think one of the things that, again, I've struggled with in the past, and I wonder if other persons think this way, is sometimes how the gospel and you know God is presented to us, it's you know, it's just all about this God. It's all about God. You know, He has created us, and it, it's like we're pawns on His chessboard, mm. and He's just you know <laughs> shifting us around. And yes, He says He loves us, but it really is about Him. It's not about us. You know. <laughs> but but it's, it's, again, I, I appreciate the questions because the truth is, every commandment, everything that we think is burdensome, and God is all about me, 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 actually makes our life better. True. So it. Everything that he asks us to do or every every instruction, if you do it, you are living a better life. So it's really from love. It's really based out of love for us. Mm. So, you know, people are like, you know, there's something like sex outside of marriage. Mm. People are like, why would God say that? That's so burdensome. That's so stressful. Yes. You know, that's so, you know, God just has stressed me out. Just, and you realize how many single parent homes we have today. Yeah. How, the, the, how many... Um, men are in, over 80% of the men in prison come from broken homes mm-hmm. that come from um, homes that they didn't have a mom and a daddy. They weren't married. They never grew up in the way that God prescribed. And then you know you're seeing the problem that God was trying to save you from. Mm-hmm. And just even giving yourself, even without any children, giving yourself to somebody um, yeah. in acts of sex and just having that peace of yourself. Out you there know? And, yeah. and, and just the... So the shame that comes with it, um, especially if it never, the relationship didn't go where you thought mm-hmm, it would go, mm-hmm. um, and all uh, the healing that has to happen, yeah. you realize, okay. <laughs> so every command that he gave was because he loves us mm-hmm. and he wants us to benefit from these commands, even though it might feel like he's just so self-centered, him just want to put me under pressure, you know, and it's really everything, even in giving him worship. Because you, the more we are able to take our minds and our situation off everything, mm-hmm. our minds are off the, our situations and all the negative things. I can't pay the bills. The children are stressing me. I don't know if my spouse loves me. I start to think about God's goodness. It's amazing. Psychologists will tell you, you know, when you can think positively and take yourself out of a stressful environment and focus on good things, how much that benefits you. Yeah. And that's what worship, one of the benefits of even worship, Mm -hmm. that you're focused on a good God in that moment and you're giving him thanksgiving, not complain giving, (laughs) you know, it actually helps your mental health. It Mm -hmm. actually helps your overall quality of life. So everything that he asks us to do that in our minds seem like he's self-centered. Is actually you centered. So it's for God's glory, but also for our benefit. benefit. So God yeah. somehow works. God it. glories in our benefit. Mm. And, and, and people don't like these. And it, that, oh, God takes pleasure. It's a, it is your Father's pleasure to give you the kingdom. It is His joy. He's ecstatic when He can pour out His goodness on you. You know, and so. Yeah, he it, he is happy. <laughs> he gets glory in you being able to 
just achieve the highest and the well. Okay. One of the things that God has been teaching me is that one of the reasons why I struggle or I have struggled is because I value everyone else's opinion over his. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I recognize as you've been saying that I was allowing people to define who I was. I was allowing me to define who I was. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea. Who wow, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's really good. <laughs> you know, I was looking at myself by my flaws and all of the things that I didn't have oh. and not recognizing that God actually has a true picture of me. He literally knows what I'm capable of. He knows what I, he, how he has created me to be. You know, I've been made in his image and all of these things. He knows that. And so the moment I began to recognize, oh, I don't really need to pay attention to some of these voices. And of course, yeah, we need to listen to feedback, etc. But you understand what I'm saying, right? They don't define me. God's word defines me. What God says defines me. Then I recognize, oh, wow, I don't so bad. <laughs> Because of Jesus. <laughs> Let me tell you and this is it's it's only it's funny that I'm doing this interview today because it's this year I could express it like this. Okay. It's this year that I saw this revelation um like um in the story of Jacob, the blessing of Jacob. Okay. What was the blessing of Jacob? Jacob wrestled with God and said, yes. I will not let you go until you bless me. I would have said, Yes, man, God bless him. Yes. You know, the Lord blessed him as he held on and but what was the blessing? He said, what is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, as of today, you are Israel. God gave him a revelation of how he saw him. Mm. And that was his blessing. Because all his life, he lived by how he was defined. Jacob. What did Jacob mean? A supplanter, a deceiver, a oh, trickster. Okay. And all his decisions were made based on who his parents said he was, who he thought he was. And so he tricked his father, he tricked his brother, he tricked his uncle. And a joke, he tricked even the animals, if you read the story. <laughs> and how he got animals to produce what he wanted them to produce. He, he went around deceiving everybody. Because mm-hmm. that is who he identified as. Mm-hmm. The moment he found out what God said about him, he was not able to fulfill God's purpose for his life. And then the wandering of, of, of Jacob ended. He was searching for value in his brother's blessing, in his brother's birthright, in getting the wife of his dream, in getting enough wealth to live, in getting his brother's approval. After that moment with God, where he saw how God viewed him, you didn't see him searching for all of that anymore. Mm-hmm. He could not live to be who he was created to be and be the, the son of promise that started really. Um, Abraham had really one son of promise two but one that was with Sarah um, then Isaac had two sons mm-hmm. and now Jacob was the one that had the 12 pillars mm-hmm. 12 tribes because of Israel mm-hmm. because he heard and got a understanding of who God said he was mm-hmm. just like Abraham he was Abraham mm-hmm. God said no you are Abraham mm-hmm. and so from it, it is a journey of knowing and being willing to know that God says great things about me. His view of me is better than my view of myself. He made me with a purpose and not just a purpose. You know, a, you know, God give you a purpose in life, find a purpose. No. This is how I put how I think God thinks of me and just everybody. He saw an issue and he said, man, I need a Joanna to solve this. I need a command in this generation to be here for this issue. 
because I put complete trust that this person has the answers for this situation. You know, sound like a good um, Pentecostal preacher. <laughs> Wherever he saw a need, he released a seed of glory to God. You know, but you know, um, um, when he the, the created Eden, he needed someone to tend to it. Adam, um, uh, the, the, he said the, the rain did not fall because there was no man to tend um, to the garden. Um, then uh, Israelites were, they was ready to release them out of slavery. Moses. Um, I mean, we cannot go on and on and on. Uh, um, just, you just saw God send people intentionally. J Jeremiah, before you were born, I knew you. I set you up for this day. Do not tell me you're a child. I know what you're capable of. Mm -hmm. I know what you can do. Even as a young man, I know it. I put it in you for purpose. And it's how you use everybody. Everybody has that potential. Are we able to walk in it, live up to it? allow God to use us so that when I think about me and I mean not every day I get there so but I know that God trusts me to 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 start something that would affect many lives mm -hmm. that would help people like you know why me I know that he views me based on my purpose and not my failures mm -hmm. um, I know that he think good thoughts for me you know what are good thoughts you know like I am a I you know, I think God thinks I'm strong, though I don't think I'm strong all the time, to, to be honest. And, and I, see, I say that because a lot of times when I lean on him, that's when I start to see some strength that I think I have all along. So I, feel, God, I feel like he didn't know this. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, um, I feel like God thinks I have three girls. Mm -hmm. So I think God thinks I'm, I'll be a great father. <laughs> You know, um, he trusts me with three amazing girls. I, I just look at my life and I just feel, I feel valued. Yeah. I feel like he trusts me to accomplish so much, mm -hmm. even though I don't know if I would give me all that to do. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like he thinks that I am worth waiting on. <laughs> I'm worth being patient with. Mm. Um, I'm worth his time. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we preach and say, you know, don't cast your pearls before swines. Mm -hmm. I think he believes I'm worth casting his pearls before. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. I don't, wow. I'm not always there, you know, but um, I'm happy when I can get back my thoughts there. Yeah. Um, and I think God, God, I just said, it, I was just, because of the Jacob story, I was pondering on, I feel like God names us for himself. Mm. You know? My wife would tell her what, you know, my wife have, have her name is Keisha, but we believe I call her Zion and she give her a whole journey. Okay. Um, for me, my mom didn't know at the time that God could talk to her. She just didn't know that. Mm -hmm. So when she was praying with me, God told her to name it Josiah. And if you know Josiah, he was the, the youngest king ever to rule in Israel. Mm -hmm. And he did some amazing things. He didn't just put back righteousness in Israel. He, he digged up the bones of false prophets and burned them. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> he went to the road. Yeah, he, he <laughs> went to the extreme to ensure that Israel turned back to God. Mm -hmm. So that was a name when I was in my mother's belly. But she didn't know it was from God. She just thought, just sign. That sounded like an old. That's, mm -hmm. that's so good. Um, and now to think that I started preaching from six. Mm -hmm. And to think that, you know, I, I see a lot of similarities yeah. and a lot of. And Josiah means fire of God. Mm. 
you okay. know and so I, I, I see you know yes. someone that in, even how I preach and, I, and I'm like wow God has a name for me yeah. <laughs> you know that's so profound <laughs> has a name for me so I feel like God has a name for everybody I mean maybe the parents get it, got it right mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. if not I feel like he has he has a way how he looks at you so he saw Jacob but he called him Israel mm-hmm. you know and everybody was saying Jacob and it's interesting as you say it as you talk you know God knows the end from the beginning yeah. and you know as you were saying it's like he looked at the end yes come on at the end or Josiah come on at yeah. the end. <laughs> you know and not come on right now yeah, you yeah, know yeah. and he responded to you based wow. on that and brought you to that place he responded you know to us based yeah. On yeah you know and then just I think recognizing that God is actually pursuing us Yes. You know, and every every desire we have is because the Holy Spirit is placing it in us. And so we're really just responding to what God is already placing in us, you know. And so once we are conscious of that continually, then we'll be conscious of the fact that, oh, God, check for me. You know, yeah. he loved me. He actually won't be around me. He actually, you know, he actually no. think good things about me. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. So maybe I can put more trust in him. Maybe he, you know, I can trust what he says because part of this love thing is really about trust god in america i came to the place where i was like god i don't trust you Whoa. i do not trust Whoa. you you know but god has been rebuilding the trust so when we focus on believing god and the one he sent mm. you know then we can reach that place of trust and we can it's reach that place hard of to love. trust someone who you feel is beating you down exactly it's hard exactly it's hard yeah. exactly and so you have to know who god is but I want heart towards my listeners. The foundation of the gospel of Jesus is that he loves us. Not just Jesus, God loves us. The the Trinity, they are in collusion (laughs) (laughs) to lavish human beings with love. Mm -hmm. And we need to come to that conclusion in our mind. Mm -hmm. No matter what's happened in my life, the God who created the universe that has all power that could be doing a myriad of other things right now is in love with me mm. and I think God wants us to get that and that's a revelation that you get it today you have to go bathe in it tomorrow again and bathe <laughs> it next day because the world is so focused on so many other things it can skew your mind so easily so it's important that every day we keep our trust in his love mm. and i think that's what god really 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 want you know everyone to just understand that his his love for us is infinite it will never change and he wants you to access that completely and totally mm-hmm. by putting your faith in his greatest expression of love mm-hmm. jesus christ nice. and so that's my my, my hope for you and so I want to just pray with you. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you love us. You love us even when we don't deserve it. You find pleasure in loving us. You have put everything in place to ensure that we can feel love, we can access love, and that we can grow in that love. So I pray, Lord, for those who struggle with understanding your love in a real way, that you'll begin to just you said that your Holy Spirit will teach us all things. So I pray for an encounter with your Holy Spirit to experience the true 
undiluted love of God. I pray God for every mind block that may have come through abuse, that may have come through hurt, that may have come through negative words and, and failures, that you remove those mind blocks by showing us that you are always with us, even in these tough situations. Even for those who feel like, like if you really love me, why would you cause these things to happen? I pray that they realize that because we are living in a, in a fallen world with cruel people who have a choice, they do fallen things and evil things. But Lord, while you may not have been the cause, you desire to be the cure. And so we pray that they will be able to receive your love, which is the cure for all the ills that may be facing them today. And we pray, Father, that you will shut our ears to the enemy's lies and open our hearts to the truth of your love. I pray, Lord, that you will put people around um, those who are struggling to understand your love that can help to encourage them, that they will not just feel your love, not just only from your spirit, but through physical hands of men, that people come around and just lavish them with love and show them that there, there is a God who can put love in the hearts of human beings for other human beings. So we commit every listener to you uh, in this moment and we declare that let the love of God the Father, the full fellowship of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, the grace of Jesus Christ. Let it rest, remain, and abide with each person here in now and forevermore. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Kavan, for spending your time with us and sharing your heart about the love of God. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to Life and Godliness with Joe. I'm so happy you joined me today. And I really hope you were blessed by, you know, this conversation about the love of God. I didn't get to include our entire show this episode, but I'll upload our brief discussion on his book on my pages, Journeying with Joe 1 on Facebook and Journeying with Joe on Instagram. That's J-O-U-R-N-E-Y-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-J-O. Trust me, you're going to love his book. So please listen in. Remember to share, like, or comment on my pages. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. God bless.